Yeah, how's your day going so far? Yeah. I don't know if Amari already asked you that. Um, it's it's been a while. Um, my friend Solomon Gassion, he has his like um first solo show, so we've all just been like everyone's just really excited. You know those friends that never like share anything with anyone, but yeah. then it's just like everyone that knows. You just know in it. You just know. So I think everyone's like, "Oh, you going to the show? Oh, you going?" To-? I was like, "Of course, I'm going to go to the show." That's what. Yeah, yeah. So we're all just excited. I feel like it's like a. It feels like going to like a high school reunion. <laughs> uh, like, um, yeah. So he's got his show today. So I've just been excited for that. But apart from that, I haven't actually. This morning, I haven't actually done that much. Like, normally, I, I really be starting my morning with Zeus, with Zeus Network. <laughs> so I'm, try, I'm, trying to t- I'm trying to turn it around, like, with the baddies. You watch the baddies and shit. Um, my, like, roommate's girlfriend, or we used to live together. I moved out, but he's been, like, my good friend since the fourth grade and all this shit. Anyway, she uh, had a Zeus, um, like, membership or whatever and download it in our crib and we would watch like the baddies and the blue face and Krishan shit oh I don't I don't watch the blue face one that one like actually shakes me because I'm like okay this is like a real couple this is not like a joke yeah like, I, I yeah, feel like and... that one yeah wait me. what what is this what are you guys talking about Okay, so Zeus Network is a black is a is a black owned it's a black owned channel, yeah. and it's I guess cool. I feel like it's hosted Wait, it's like by an Vimeo. app or something. It's like a Netflix, but okay. it's like it's definitely made on WordPress or something. Mm, okay, and like honestly, I'm not gonna lie. The first time I watched like something on Zeus, I did cry because it's like mm. you have to have like tough skin to watch anything on Zeus. Yeah. Like, because it is like, and you have to like zoom out because if you really process it, you'll just cry profusely. Because it's. Whoa, like, is that emotional? Like, all the stuff on there is like emotional, though. It's raw. It's, not even, it's just raw. It's, this is raw. like, this is probably like the best form of like, the most, I'm not even, I want to say best, but the most rawest form of documentary. And like, mm. I love documentary. Mm like documentaries and like um i love how i said i love documentary like it's one like one. <laughs> <laughs> but i like a documentary so i think watching zeus i'm like oh crap this is i guess this is it when you actually cast real people and this is the result so i baddies i dip in between that um i often use like uh and there's also jocelyn hernandez's show where it's like a cabaret which the premise yeah the premise of that one is kind of cute but like what ends up happening is a bit hmm because i think the premise of it is actually like jocelyn just wanted to put on a cabaret show Mm, but the reality is is like you're kind of putting everyone in the house with a lot of alcohol and a lot of like insecurities and then what ends up happening is just like wwe as well but it's like it's kind of cute like i do like um the recent um jocelyn i do actually like it they're trying to focus more on like routines and like dance and i see what they're doing like i feel like it would be my goal it's like my dream to just like be like a consultant on zeus just a consultant like what what would you consult with what would you consult with i think with jocelyn just kind of actually get like a like an actual like a kind of more complex choreographer 
who can yeah. actually be like, okay, ba ba ga ga ga. Whereas like usually they're just like, it's not they're not doing that much. It's just <laughs> dip low, dip up, dip low, dip up. <laughs> but then it's also eerie because the whole soundtrack of Jocelyn is just or her show is just her. Oh, so she it's like her music that's like over. But like constantly on a loop. Yeah. Constantly. It's just like it's like it's like okay, wow, this is like an, like one of the greatest art pieces because it's just like never ending. Her, her music and it's like after a while you're like, <laughs> but then after a while you're like, oh, then it gets embedded and then I'm end up like streaming her music and then I'm like, okay, I love Jocelyn. I feel like Zeus is just like I don't know. I um I'm conflicted. I I I pay for it. <laughs> um, Wait, it's like a pay. Is... Oh shit! It's like not like you can't get this shit for free. This is like a pay. Oh hell no! This is four ninety nine a month. Oh damn! Wait, oh, Amar, yeah, do yeah. you pay for that? Do you watch it? Uh, not anymore because I'm <laughs> with the uh, with my roommates anymore. But when I was living there, I was definitely watching all this shit. And I was I would watch the Blueface and Krishan stuff because it's like shot and scored like a horror film. Like, yeah, the music is. I think it's where it gets with the music in. Because I saw, I've seen the trailer for the Blueface, but the music is crazy. But I feel like it's about finding the balance. I think I always try and do that. I'm like even. Like I used to just wake up and just watch baddies, and then my friends would be like, "Oh, who's your favorite character? Is it Stunner or is it Tommy?" And I'm like, "Oh, Tommy's my favorite." And then like my friends that like Stunner, I'm always like, Ugh, "You like the meanest character," and then it makes me look at them different because I'm like, "Okay, so you guys really just like a baddie. Yeah. You guys really just like a baddie." So I think it's just finding the balance as well of just like that, <laughs> and just like things that are like more like like just chilled <laughs> you keep the same energy with like love island as well do you fuck with love island uh you know what i watched one season like two years ago yeah. and i saw it for what it is i think it's i think love island is probably like the wildest show pushing white supremacy because i think when i because when facts. i watched it yeah i was like after i watched it and i was enjoying it and then after a while i was like oh yes this is beauty wait this is the and then it was like wait a minute this show is just like completely gaslighting everyone into like this idea of what beauty and like the, the and then when you actually see kind of people voting for the characters and like the people um, that they think is the most compatible, like people are saying the people that are the most beautiful characters that UK is voting for. It's definitely made me think, wow, that this show does like play a big part in like kind of like this like molding this like fake idea of what UK is. And it's just not that. Like, I think it's just not that. Like UK isn't just that. Do you know what I mean? There's like, like, you know, I think when I was watching, I think I heard about the last Love Island and the one of like the main black girls, I've forgotten her name. She's a baddie. But the I know, fact I that think, she, yeah, I know who you're talking about. But the fact that they had to, it, she had to be almost like so perfect, like a Barbie, yeah. even for them to just be like, oh yeah, she's a beautiful one as well. But I was like, bro, <laughs> like I could have my hair matted up and roughed up, and I that is still beauty. Like it doesn't have to be this like perfection. So it, 
And then this other guy called Dami, he was like very perfect and like dench and like da-da-da. And it's like, okay, that's cool. And like, okay, it's like, yeah, Nigerian guy, finally people think he's beautiful. But I'm like, bro, like, also to be beautiful, like he don't you don't need to be dench. Like you don't need to, he even if he was like like a size 18 of a pop belly, he'll still be a baddie. And that's that also should be kind of like put on tv but i think i don't know i feel like people have this idea of what they want to push for kind of like um what the standard of beauty is and i feel like love island play a big part because they do it through games through yeah. games and competitions and it's like graded really bright and if you watch love island after the second episode you're like this come on you're like, <laughs> you're like come on my favorite is becky and sharon and then you're like shit like i'm in it so I think it's a very interesting what well, I honestly like with UK TV, I mainly watch EastEnders. Mm, okay. Which is like Isn't that chill... like ongoing? Hasn't that been ongoing for like so long? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like a chilled soap opera. It's like rooted in realism. Mm-hmm. I-, I like it. Like really, like the white people really be looking ashy. Like if someone's dry, they got dry in this ashy. It's like, oh. <laughs> Iconic, and it's like you see like oh, dry hands. <laughs> like I, I love, I love EastEnders. Like everyone just gives, and it's funded by like the, the our tax as well. So my tax pays for EastEnders. Whoa! So I have to watch it to get my money's worth for the tax. Wait, so what, does yeah, it come yeah. out on like the BBC or something? Like what is it? Okay. On like BBC, like Monday to Thursday. I feel like you guys have your own soaps, but yours is like kind of rooted in like melodrama. I don't think our soaps are as like celebrated. I think our soaps are like Mm -hmm. daytime TV that people just ignore completely. You know what I mean? It's not like EastEnders. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, except for yeah, that shit. So you, so do you guys? So you think Grey's Anatomy counts as a soap? But I wasn't gonna count that. But I, I feel like it kind of like is. It's not. I thought it was. Oh, dude, that's not a soap opera. Then. Yeah, it's not. It's, yeah, I think soaps are soap. You know what? You might be it, right. Uh, you might I, be... I see his point, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it definitely does function as like a soap. It does Because it's like it so does... many seasons. And People it's are the just same. crying all the time. Like, I don't know. And it's usually just focused with, because I think the definition of a soap is usually kind of, it has to be kind of functioned around this, like, um, just a location and a set. I think that's the yeah. main thing about what makes a soap different from a series is, well, I guess in America, a series you do, you guys do. I guess it's very interesting. I guess, I guess the idea of, actually, you know what's so funny about the soap? There was a, um, it was a director I really like called Bill Gunn. He made a, um, a film with Ishmael Reed called Personal Problems and he named it a soap. Mm. And it was just like kind of it was quite melodramatic at points, but actually most of the film nothing really happens, but it's just <laughs> set in like kind of just poignant parts of like um like a living room, outdoors, um a dining area, and he and Ishmael Riri were like, yeah, this is a soap. We count this as a soap, and then people were like, yeah, I guess it's a soap as well. But it's like um yeah, one of my favorite films, Personal Problems. As well. So it's interesting the idea of like, I guess everything is like, I guess subjective in that sense. Do you know what I mean? Like we can like we could shoot a music video. You could like, her it's soap, and it's like, who, who, who's, who's, yeah, who's who's that to like yeah. be like, 
oh, it's not a soap. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, you're right. I guess Grey's Anatomy could fall into that bracket, basically. Yeah, most of the things that are, like, soap operas or, like, considered technical soaps come on at, like, 12 a.m., like, 12 p.m. to, like, 3 p.m. on, like, daytime television where, like, no one's watching them. And they're on, like, these bit na- networks that have to, like, fill a slot. So it's not, like, a show that's, like, celebrated or a series that are celebrated. Or, like, EastEnders. <laughs> like, what time does EastEnders, like, come on? Then people watch. Um, normally 8 p.m. But I just oh, watch yeah, it. Oh, yeah, see, that's that. Yeah, I just watch it on the iPlayer. But I feel yeah. like if EastEnders... The reason why EastEnders is a bit more um, interesting is because um in uk like shows like like bbc it comes out of our tax <laughs> and so this is like this thing where a lot of british people not really like the young gen but a lot of british people are like no we are going to watch eastenders because that's what i pay my tax for so <laughs> a lot of the episodes are centered to like british issues mm. whether that's like you know like racism or relationships or teen pregnancy or like the drugs or all these things and then like if there's something that happens that's like uncomfortable you can actually like complain to the offcom and they actually have to get back to you mm. Interesting. yeah because it's like our tax um covers it it's like tax oh, so your input is like mattered on the show yeah yeah yeah. so that's how i'll be watching it if there's a storyline i don't like i'm like i don't like this yeah, I want, my, I want my money back <laughs> as well. But yeah, now I gotta check out the East Enders to see what's good. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a goodie. Thirty years going strong. That's crazy. <laughs> UK is is a is an interesting one. That's all I'm gonna say. It's an interesting, interesting place. Well, where yeah. are you guys from? Um, I'm from DC, but I'm calling from Philly right now. Um, DC from... is the what? DC, yeah, DC is the capital. Yeah, but it's the black capital. It's the black uh, journalist yeah. Olivia Pope. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like scandal. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> It took me a second to register. Oh, and then where are you from? I'm from Portland, Oregon. Oh, sick. Sick. Chilled. Chilled. That's yeah. cool. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we definitely started the interview already, but it's Sleepwalker and we're here with Klein. Um, we were just talking about where we're from and you're from South London, right? Yes, southeast. Southeast. What was it like uh, growing up there? Um, I feel like I started off in southeast, but then my mom and I, we then moved to southwest. So I used to commute from southwest to southeast um, growing up. And I feel like the school that I went to was like, predominantly like Nigerians. So my upbringing was like pretty chill. Like, like literally in the school lunch, they would give us jollof rice. <laughs> That's lit. Like, yeah, we'd get like jollof rice, plantain, and it was just like really like it was kind of like in hindsight, you know, the same shit you, everyone sees like the fights, 
I think fights that was just the normal normal you see fights every day you have to avoid certain schools um you can't get off a I remember like uh at one point my school was like oh we have to leave a bit earlier because the kids in Peckham and my school was in Camberwell they wanted to be up our school but I was like me what 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 has it affected me and then my teacher was like yo listen you're frail you'll be easy target so I was like oh god so um we had to like there was a lot of things like like maneuvering I got I think growing up got good at like maneuvering like finding secret routes to just get home Um, I think but I think overall it was like kind of it was so because I think growing up in an area that was like so predominantly black which isn't like that anymore because of gentrification was was sick like I kind of felt like anything was possible kind of growing up as well where I was uh, that, that's lit so the Nigerian community is pretty strong in like London you'd say yeah I'd, I'd say so especially in the main especially in southeast between Cam- at the time Campbell Abbeywood Tameswood and also Peckham as well and there are a lot of Somalis in southeast as well or southwest or south London in general a lot of what Somalis in South London? Not South London. I'll say like Neesden, um, Halsden, Willsden. That's more like Northwest as okay. well. Um, that's where all the brothers are. So there. Actually, you know what? It, London be like so separated sometimes, you know, but then everyone comes together like in college and school. But yeah, a lot of like, and I think that's mainly just because of the mosque, you know, like, um yeah pretty much it's just because like there's a lot of mosques in northwest and then some in south but yeah i'd say mainly um somali community is mainly in northwest or west facts well um well then when did exactly did you start getting into like making music and stuff um and was it always it was was it always experimental music <laughs> you know what's so funny about this is like um when I was growing up my mom was like when I was 13 or something she said oh remember you said you wanted to be a lawyer I was like oh yeah I did but I think I said it when I was like eight and then my family just helped yeah and I was like okay cool and I wasn't really into like kind of just like American like CSI and I was like wow criminal law that could be a vibe so I think I remember having like a long-term goal as like a criminal lawyer and then my short-term goal was like an event planner because I watched wedding planner with JLo and I was like oh that sounds like an easy job so I think there was a lot of things I dabbled in just because I was like why not I did a lot of sports um I did like weird sports like I did like like weird I did like badminton but then like my mom enrolled me into like baton twirling Baton twirling? No, baton twirling, where you just go. Oh, like the twirling shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I definitely have. A, I definitely feel like she was training me to be a spy or something because there was a lot of like things she just made me just like learn to do. And I was like, why? Um. So I think growing up, I spent a lot of time because also like I just spent a lot of time just doing a bunch of things, and I think when I was younger I would always dabble in like 
I feel like everyone like like records stuff and like plays around with like a piano and something, you know what I mean? Like a keyboard yeah. and dang, dang, dang. And I'd always do stuff like that. But quite frankly, I just didn't think. I never thought like music is, was like a thing that for myself, because I think I had a very strong, I think I, um, when I was younger, my auntie made me a whole mix of um, just like songs that are like out. And I'd see it and I didn't think, I was like, wow, that's amazing. This is what, I feel like I was always that kind of person being like, oh, this is what a musician is. This is, I had a very, I guess, strong idea of what a musician was. And I just didn't think I fell into that. So it kind of made it more fun for me to just, in my spare time to just like make things. And just like, I think the minute I discovered the internet, it was just game over. Cause I'll just, I'll make up, I'll start a blog with a friend anonymously. We'll make, we'll have our own blog, talk about streetwear stuff. And I'll be like, okay, delete. And it was, I'll start another thing. I'll make another song about like, I don't know, like trees and stuff. And I'll delete it. And I just thought it was fun, but I obviously didn't, I keep, I also forgot that the internet is a thing where when you make something, people download, they share. And I think when it then started with, Klein, I generally like I heard Adele. No, 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 it wasn't even Adele, because that was even for the first record. I heard like a few songs by Drake. And I think it was one of the started, what album is it that started from the bottom um album? Nothing was ever the same. Nothing was the same. I think maybe that album by Drake. I was like, he's looking nice. to the side. It's like a side. Yeah, yeah. It's like the kid like in him. Yeah. yeah. So I heard that and I was like, oh, but this is the album that has started from the bottom. And I remember just like making like a cover of that. And I was like, oh, but like my own cover. And I just did that a lot. And then I must have done a cover for um just like I just kept on doing covers. I just found were like fun because I was like, oh, music, if you like a song, you do a cover of it, you upload it. But then I guess I must have done a cover of Adele um of Adele, hello. And like my ex-boyfriend like shot the video. And then, I don't know, maybe Arca, someone hit me up and was like, yo, what the hell is this? This is this is fire. And I said, huh? Sure, no. and, then, <laughs> and I was like, huh? And I kind of ignored it. And I, I got gasped. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I think I came across them before because weirdly enough, I, I think before kind of transitioning into this, I, I realized that I actually liked film. So I think my direction was like kind of working as a junior editor. I like worked in TV, like doing like, as a, I was like a runner, like a researcher for like TV shows. And I actually met Arca once. I served them coffee with their ex-partner and served them coffee and tea whilst interning. And I guess like, I, I recognized them from that moment. So when they messaged me, I was like, oh, sick. But I still was like, didn't think anything of it. And I made like a record and could only which I've taken down because I literally just don't like my voice in it but then I made that I forgot about it and then like six eight months later Bjork emailed me and then there was like a bunch of random people that was just messaging me and they were like oh you're a musician you're an artist I was like no I'm not yeah. <laughs> so I, even, I was like you know what that record is gone I even deleted it I said the record gotta go because I was like no no <laughs> I'm going to go back to my normal job. It's okay. I'm going to go back to my normal job. And I think it really wasn't until like, cause I kind of go through waves of that, like of like this idea of whether I'm a musician or whether I am actually making music. And I think 
the past like year or two that I've kind of been like I guess yeah this is music you know what I mean but I think a lot of time was just kind of me filling up my time with things just because kind of growing up I spent 60% of the time in solitude so and like just with not that many friends and kind of like just so I would just spend most of my time just making things and just like uploading it I think I don't know I feel like the internet is such a funny place but I think just like uploading things and like the way things like travel to different people I kind of forgot the trickle effect that it could have and I think that definitely overwhelmed me a year in because uh, I was like oh I'm not a musician I'm not a musician and I think only now I feel that so I think I guess to some they'll say I've been making music for like 10 years for myself I think I've been making music for a year <laughs> I, think, I, feel, I feel like we've finally got into it a year because I think all of those times was like kind of I wasn't necessarily thinking about where what it is all I was doing was like more time like a lot of the songs or um sounds I was just like oh I need to, I'm I'm feeling this way about something this is the only way I could kind of express it especially there was a period where I just wouldn't I'd be I'd be a friend but I'm not I wouldn't like tell my friends about like how I really feel about I don't know there was this guy that was like killed by the police called Mark Duggan like I wouldn't be like oh guys me and go like da, da, da. like I just wouldn't talk about that with my friends so yeah. I think only it was only I realized that only through sound and I, especially when I even used my voice less like the less I used my physical voice and just kind of made stuff use without voice that was the most I was able to express how I felt about things or and I guess that was when I was like okay this is I guess this could be, I guess, a thing as well. Um, but yeah. What about the cosigns didn't make it seem like, especially with like, um, with Bjork emailing you or like um, Arca, like reaching out, like what about the specific cosigns didn't really like resonate to you and be like, oh, this is something where like, I'm getting this acclaim, like why not sort of like lean into it more? I think my thing is, I'm from South, like, so the, I, I said this to someone, I was like, well, like, I knew of Bjork, like, I heard of the song, like, It's So Quiet, but no, I didn't grow up listening to these, um, to a lot of these artists, so fortunately for me, I guess at the time, looking back, I was like, damn, I could have really run it up, but at that time, I was like, nah, like, if I got a message from Dizzy, if I got a message from <laughs> JG, if I got a message, but like, I don't even, even like, if it was like even shysty artists that were close to like what I listened to, which yeah. was like Funky House, like Grime, even like anything that I was like, I actually actively listened to growing up, it would have meant more. And it also as well, like, I think for me, because they weren't like directly, like also artists that I grew up with, it was just like, oh, thanks. I was always like, oh, that, oh that, thanks, man. That's, that's really cool. Like, but it just didn't really like mean that much like I am more gassed when like some kid on the street is like some rude kid is like yo that beep beep bop bop I fuck with that I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like oh my god I made it I made it like I remember one time I had a show um this guy called Rags Original he like produced like um Skeptors Shutdown and worked on some of the stuff from Konnichiwa 
I actually know his music and I actually like listened to the beats that he made. So one time when he came to my show, you would have thought Beyonce arrived. I said, oh, I was like, oh guys, I have made it. I was like, that for me kind of, cause it's actually like directly artists that I actually listened to. And I was like growing up had a direct impact on me. So I think for me, I don't really like, um, like cosigns like that, yeah that doesn't mean that much to me like as actually like I'm more concerned about like actual people like like real people like the uncle that is like hey I like that one song and I'm like really how when (laughs) how did you come across it like I think that's more interesting because I think weirdly enough people just don't um what's the word people don't know what they're supposed to like so weirdly enough people kind of like need like a like this like usually it's like a white cosign to be like oh yeah I think they're amazing and then everyone goes actually I think so too but like right <laughs> if, if this woman Bjork never said anything would you like it nah and I think I I prefer I just prefer things just like being like more kind of grassroots and like it kind of have yeah I think yeah <laughs> no, for sure. I, think that's, and I think that's also just because also like just how I grew up because I literally watched Breakfast Club and I thought nice seven. So like one time yeah. uh, me and my friend Christelle, our music got played in the mix by Juliana Huxtable for Hot 97. And I was like, this is it for me. Because it's Hot 97, which I love. And it's Juliana Huxtable, who's like my favorite, one of my favorite artists, is a rap. And I think that resonated more to me because I actually had such a personal like you know personal connection with both avenues as well but I think like in terms of cosigns uh, it's like it's cool like it's, it's definitely like I guess like an I guess a little bit I think a few years ago it was like oh like a nice feeling just because I guess at the time when I was making stuff there was also a lot of people I knew that were like I don't know maybe you should make do something like this maybe you should do something like this <laughs> so obviously when like we all because I oh I like ya so everyone's like I'm like oh purr I said I told you guys but then I think it's like also that is also okay because I don't think like it's fine like I feel like I think the valid I think really the validation really just comes from like and the cosign should just come from yourself like it's just like okay do you think this bangs for yourself and it's like is this is this have you pushed yourself more than the last time? Oh, I think even for myself, I'm just like, I'm aware of my lack of knowledge and the fact that I just didn't know how to do anything just because I literally left with no grades, barely any grades in school. So that in, in itself, I've already outdone what my younger self thought. And I think that's already enough for me anyway. I feel like, do you, how do you guys feel like in terms of like, like cosign or I guess like validation and all that stuff? I mean, I I feel like pretty similar to um. <clears throat> Sorry, I just got a random text message, but no, I feel I feel pretty similar to how you you feel, and like I'm not really. It means more, like if someone like personal that I know, or like someone that I grew up listening to, like acknowledges you know sleepwalker and shit like that or even like you reaching out to to me and like i i wasn't even familiar with your music like at all and then i like looked into it and the more i sound i like 
saw and i was like oh shit like you you've been out here like doing shit for a minute and it's cool that you came across it like that shit that shit means like a lot um like you guys are you guys are you guys are generally so fire and like literally like even the fact that you guys have like crazy mixes just do whatever and it's like back to back back to back back to back and i think that's why i was like oh my god you guys are actually crazy like (laughs) it's actually and i think it's it's definitely interesting about like kind of um because even sometimes um, you could even have someone that you know that people you're growing up with and they could even be like i don't get it and i feel like that's when you even have to then even zoom out more and be like okay well do i get it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean and I think sometimes sometimes it's up for like I think I like this idea of just people you can catch up whenever but I do think like it's so important especially with like digital footprint especially as like black people like I think there was a period where there was no internet back in the day we didn't have access to internet there wasn't access to anything and the fact that like we can literally just you can just post anything right now like you can make a mix you can make a movie we can literally we can make a movie tomorrow upload it on Tubi and it's like boom, yeah. it's a wrap and I think that idea of like um the validation is actually just like it really is just like self within of like you know what you're already doing is for other people to catch up because literally I was just I was just watching Vader's video and I love Vader that's literally my that's my angel um and <laughs> she's it. definitely definitely a superstar it's, it's already it's, it's written it's a wrap and literally, I was also watching an interview, and I came across all the other stuff. I was like, "What the?" I said, "Wow, this is amazing! Like, wow, like this is like the internet is such an amazing place to just like come yeah. across like other people." And I love that you guys called it like a freeform archival project because that is what it is. Do you know what I mean? And I think, yeah, 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 Thank exactly. You. I feel like when I came up with that like idea, probably like a maybe two years ago a year and a half and ever since then that's something that I kind of like that self-validation shit you're talking about like looking back on what I'm doing and like the future of it like having something to like look at and call it like and stand on type shit is definitely Mm -hmm. super helpful and like continuing it you know but yeah no I appreciate that that's what (laughs) I think that like leads to like my second question I think when you're saying like you the when cosigns don't really mean as much to you do you feel like the spaces in which you make music represent the spaces that you want to get sort of um not praise from but just like recognition from like in instead of in in terms of like performing in museums and sort of having these like high brow sort of like eyes on you how does that make you feel when it comes to like sort of the recognition you'd like to get from more personal um places if that makes sense or places that represent you like do you feel like these places like represent you very much i feel like i'd be more happy if my music was played on top with <laughs> yeah. like if i if i was like if i got an email and they were like we want you to score top with i'm like okay let's go <laughs> I, like, I think because i didn't and i think this is it's so funny that you said the highbrow stuff because i think a lot of when i first started like playing shows people were like yo you're playing so-and-so and you're playing this place you're playing this place and I guess I couldn't even there was no reference point because I'm I don't I don't know these places so when mm-hmm. it's like the course I'm like no because more time especially when you're even playing these highbrow places you're even having to fight to get paid wow 
and and they and and they're like and they're like no 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 and then then the show will be packed out and then it's like a thing and then everyone's like oh you got paid loads it's like I did oh well I sh- I should have but I didn't know and they, I think a lot of time I think when I first I had started out I think a lot of people played to like my naivety because mm-hmm. I was like also. I'm much better now, but I was definitely a proclaimed person that I didn't, I'll use the internet, but I wouldn't like dig too deep. <laughs> like I wouldn't like, like I did this show at like um, Gallery of Cults with my friend Josie. The fact that we just literally agreed to do the show because the guy was talking about Love Island. We we had a little chuckle, ha ha ha. And they were like, okay, we'll do the show. And I remember that one time we were like asking them for like 80 pounds per DM for like, to be like, yes, ha ha. And it was like, people were like, this is, gallery be cults this is you could have got like, <laughs> like not me thinking of like, we thought we were like scamming scamming them but i was for 80 pounds for mm. for food and drinks <laughs> a day and, I think, <laughs> and then we like googled and we're like oh shit the guy worked with philip glass wolfgang tillman all these people and i was like fair enough and so i think there's a lot of time that i think uh a lot of those institutions kind of played on on the fact that i kind of didn't know that much as well so I think I was I was definitely removed from it but I think the only reason why I've also had a great experience and experience in this space is because I literally would do it with my friends like I'm most I started off like playing alone and I was like oh god this is scary so I'll just bring in friends I'll be like okay you you're gonna do set this out actually you know what you you're gonna be the host okay um Josie do you want to do live visuals with me uh okay and I would just like bring in like different so it was this thing where I just didn't I wasn't like the only one or I would even cut my set half just to have a friend play or someone play it because I was like there's no way you guys are gonna have me be the only black girl on the bill because yeah. that's, that's what a lot of these spaces would do as well and I kind of noticed very quickly on that I was like I'd rather make less money and just like run it up with everyone than take all the take the money and then I'm like the only black in the room. And I was like, that's that's not that's not gonna run. So I think a lot of times, um, but I guess also because I just didn't really have any expectation, I've never had an expectation of where my music could lie or where my music could because I just don't um maybe in March, like my I was like, oh, thinking about things, dude, like music, just because I had an album coming out a little bit, but I don't think about like my music and I'm quite removed from it like I make it I do what I need to make I make if I make an artwork make a film I just upload it and I don't really think about kind of everything surrounding and I just work with people that I want to work with and then that's it more time this year I've just been saying no like if the places are too white and it's too scary I really just be like I can't do it I can't <laughs> I was like, catch me. I said to my friend, I was like, catch me on the Jill Scott tour. Catch me. <laughs> I was like, just because I feel like now I'm just, uh, just because like I actually just want to play like spaces that actually I, I enjoy. And it's yeah. not, I don't really, it's not about whether it's like, this is the most esteem. It's like, if I feel scared, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> if I'm shaking, it's probably a bad sign. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. I just want to say it's lit that you have that approach as far as like bringing out people with you to these spaces and not like doing it so I think that's really smart and also like you know good to give those other people that experience too 
and um also what are like your top like three to five performances that you've done each so far would you say i like- feel like the first one that is the most iconic for me is um i got arcs i think in 2017 or 18 to open up for like this like band from that like, up north called like dark star and then like i feel like the fee was very low in comparison like looking back now and like it was actually quite low but i was like okay cool but then my agent at the time um cap we went to see the space that they wanted me to play so they had the band playing in like the orchestral room and the da 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 and they said okay the nignogs y'all gonna be here they had me in the foyer i said oh shit so that was like, okay cool i'm gonna be in the foyer but then i clocked that they had a grand piano yeah. and i clocked they had like like crazy big scream so then me and my agent at the time were like oh i should just i had this idea of wanting to do a musical anyway so i was like we should just do like a, a musical play and then so my manager got like a school to let us rehearse and then literally every week a friend i put a call out had friends in it some like people i didn't know funny enough one of the girls that we um, we ended up having was this girl called sienna king who's now in little mermaid oh wow she, uh, yeah one of the, the beautiful black baddie um mermaids and Hello. she she was in it because i'd already seen her on a tv show with naomi campbell and i was like and i've seen her like in one of the er- the state I used to live in, in North London, I saw her with Little Sims because they used to just run around. And I was like, oh my God, that's Sienna from the TV show. And that's Little Sims who everyone knew about, like knew their music and it was been circulating. And I was like, Sienna, could you be in this? I can't pay you, but they're going to be chin-chin, some super malts. Um, we all get to have fun. And then we just did this rehearsal. And basically when people then turned up, I guess, turned up to see me DJ, at the show, it was this elaborate, like a uh, dance piece, like literally on some you got served, you got served yeah, with like noise, yeah. noise and drone, and like it was just so dramatic. And because of that show, I ended up getting an actual musical at the ICA, and I ended up um, doing an actual musical through that show. So I'd say that was like one of my favorite ones. That's number one. Uh, number two is this I played a festival called Unsound so technically it's the best and the worst the worst because like during soundcheck the sound guys were actually like being racist to me in Polish mm-hmm. and oh, damn. it was so wild that like we were like wait what and I was like playing and like, I, I used to experience it's much better now but I used to experience this a lot whenever I turn up to soundcheck the sound guys would really think I just didn't know anything but because I, but the thing was, I also didn't know what a mini jack was. And because I didn't know what a mini jack was, I was like, I don't know what the keyboards are, but I know what it is. And then they'd be like, they would always hover over me. And they'd always just be like, kind of pissed off that I was like playing. And I think that was when I started to realize that people just don't, that you, you're not, the people don't want to see black people just in any space. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, at all. And so that was like really like, I remember just being like, I kind of, it's weird, I kind of numbed it out because like all my friends at the time, I guess it, t- it was like three years later that I remembered and I cried. But at the time I was like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. And the show we did for that was one of the most insane things that 
we don't even have any footage only like maybe some people on instagram have stuff of it but this was when we opened up for this woman called holly Hurden, and instead of just doing a traditional live set that i guess most people used to do but i think i used to just use live shows to just test out ideas and film ideas i played six nine um josie played the judge and we basically reenacted the court case and then my bandmates actually just like represent they were just like twitter and shadering but then my friend solomon gassion was like he had a two-pack massive two-pack t-shirt so he was just like the spirit of two-pack and i remember that that show being like it was so insane even when i when like i looked back <laughs> And like, I was like, nah. But then we were like, I was six nine, but we were all like dressed like fitness baddies. And the music was like, <laughs> and I, we were like, <laughs> like I, I remember asking my manager for the footage. He was even in so much shock that he sent us the footage. It was just his camera like this. <laughs> Cause he was like, <laughs> so I think that was one of my favorite just because it was just like, so, I think after all the like racism that we experienced, it was just so manic and so fun. And like, also weirdly enough, um, dissecting um, 6ix9ine's court case basically made you realize how much darker the whole situation was as well. And then kind of when said, just across the board, the judge, him, everyone reacting and engaging with him. It's like, everyone's in the wrong. Everyone's in the wrong. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, someone like that, you just cannot engage with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he is part of the problem. And I think kind of like fleshing it out, but putting it, saying his words on just like normal people. And like, it makes you even kind of realize that actually he was just a child as well. Like literally, this is it literally a clout chaser. <laughs> a clout chaser baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one is probably this show actually no the third one is not technically a show but it was in Lisbon and my friend Mike he was doing a show with Neonte, Vanessa and they were like oh could you play and I was like I'm not playing I was like I'm not prepared I'm not prepared but then he was like oh can you just do the song and I like did the song that we we did together called Ipari Park. Mm-hmm. And I just blacked out. It was so funny because it's not even my best because I, I normally don't sing. I normally just like my live shows are normally just drums, guitar, electronics. But then like as I was just singing, I looked to the right. I see Tebe. I looked to the left. I see my I literally tears were shaking in my eyes because I was like, wait a minute. When I was 12 years old, I used to literally watch Odd Future videos. Like, mm-hmm. and like everyone's acting all chilled and nonchalant. I was like, I can't even sing. I'm looking at L right there. This is someone that I grew up listening to going, come on. I'm looking at Mike going, because <laughs> even before we even became friends, I was already like a big fan of his music. So I think I had this like weird disassociation where I was like, fuck it. The world could just end today. Like, it doesn't even matter because. I'm even singing off key. I'm even shaking. I can't even look at the crowd. I'm just looking down. It was only 20 seconds. But yeah, I was like, my younger self would literally lose their mind because this was like, I've never felt 
more safe on stage. And I'm someone with the show was in the daytime. I don't even play in the daytime. Normally it's blackout, but you don't even see me on stage mm-hmm. like that. And I think that moment, I would say it felt like one of the best moments of like my life, just because like I knew and it's so funny because I've done like other shows that are, I guess like more crazy and like um and I feel like it weirdly enough as well, I'd put that show also outside the mic show also alongside with playing with baby father in 2018 because mm-hmm. also again it's like um coming across dean and meeting him um online and then actually becoming friends and also then like james and ibs and all of those guys like actually both shows are like shows where i felt so safe where it didn't even matter if i fumbled it didn't matter because i'm literally playing with like some uh, like my closest friends and also like some of my favorite artists and I think those I just say those moments I, put, I think I put them both together are like one of my my favorite my favorite like live experiences I'd say yeah no that's it's some movie shit mm. Mm. most definitely I saw in an interview and you kind of were touched on this when you were just explaining about the shows you've done like the live your live sets are normally different from like the music you release on the internet and stuff right would you say 100 percent. like i just yeah most definitely i don't like which is so funny because i always try and like okay i'm a i'm a dude but i'm just like no like i usually especially when i first started out i would literally just use a live show as like a proof of concept for like a film <laughs> or an excuse for Josie to test out her comedy routines. Even me, I'll be using it to be test out my acting, my acting show reel, get my acting show reel up. And also a lot of time I just use an excuse just to like, like test out like being comfortable on stage. Cause I don't really like playing on stage like that. And I think a lot of time it's just me kind of, I guess, playing the essence of what kind of the record is about. Do you know what I mean? So I think even for the recent shows I've done, which is kind of playing a lot of the stuff from Touched by an Angel, but it's just the essence of it. Like I'll play like, a, usually it's the guitar version or, uh, and and I'm usually also more improv. So a lot of my live shows is actually where the music is actually made um, as well. So I think it was never intentionally meant to be like that. I always like, I think I just found that I just had like a more enjoyable show when I did that. And I would still like, you know, put in trickles of the music. And, you know, I think this album has at least four songs on it, which is more than more than most that will perform has like more, at least like four songs I've already like performed recently, which is like, which one is it? Um, Black Famous. I've performed that quite a lot. And... 200 bill i've performed that quite quite a bit already so i think there is like um yeah there is like some songs that i've now i am enjoying playing more but it's usually just a different version but yeah i would say that i feel like my online music i'd say is a bit more in my head anyway is a bit more cutesy a bit more cutesy and I think the live shows are a bit more not as cutesy. 
basically. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, it's kind of a random question, but I feel like you've been in like some pretty like fancy like rich environments. Have you like worked like some weird like rich people like ritual show or some shit or like has someone ever like tried to like I don't know like get you to like sign like your soul to the devil or some shit like that? You know what the thing <laughs> the thing about it is every, the thing about it is because I I'd say like the past year or two years I wasn't. These things have almost happened. Like, no, no, I've been in scenarios like that, but with me, yeah, I was living in Lucian. My bed was on the floor up until, was it four months ago? Oh, I don't care. I'd rather be broke. I'll be broke. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, we went to, like, there was one time we went to this person's house who was, like, a very famous um, photographer. And he just had like, all these African artifacts. Ooh, and, you hate that. And, like, you hate to see And that. he had like all these books. And Ooh. they were trying to get me. They're like, come inside. Dance. Yeah. I said, hell no. I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not going in. And this has been like the kind of the story of our life of just like, I guess like people trying to like get me involved to meet some of these people. And I've just been like, I've been scared. I've been like, catch me in Lucian. Catch me in Lucian. Like... And I feel like I don't really, and I think that's literally why I was still literally illusion because I literally just like don't engage with that. Whenever I sense anything that feels very dark and uh, I'm like, cool, like the show is off, it's not happening. Cool, I don't even want your money, keep it. And I think it's so funny. My friend was like, oh, maybe that just makes you a socialist. I was like, fair enough, maybe it does. Cause, but I like money, but I just can't do it. Like, I just can't like... And I think a lot of people in like within art world, they're, they're happy to like to navigate and do all of that. I just think for myself, it would just make it would just it would spiral me out. And I've seen it. I've seen it in the movies, man. I've seen it in the movies. Too. <laughs> so I haven't like I think I haven't signed. I think every time I've done like a release, I did a release with Hyperdub. I signed a what 300 pound, which is kind of crazy looking back. I signed a 300 pound um or something of that so um ep with them for like seven years which is kind of nuts but i didn't know who they were and the guy seemed nice we were just did so i was like that was like the first time i went <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty much like out of that now but i think that was the only time i think i'm pretty i'm pretty much um i don't know how i feel about kind of engaging with that world like i'll pop in with a friend like i'll go for a free drink and even then it's like i remember um my friend was like nothing is for free if you even go for the free drink you're even now part of it i was like oh god mm. and then we were both like shit are you gonna go to that the free drink thing and i feel like there's such a thing like in london we just be loving like a free a party with a free <laughs> drink and then all of a sudden you go in it's like your rights of your image is owned for like 25 yeah, years yeah. <laughs> so i don't know i don't really like um i don't really um engage like that or engage well because i'll just be like after a while i'm just like no i'm out i'm out 
and that's why a lot of times I think with like um galleries and a lot of these white spaces like initially they book me because they think I'm going to be so cutesy and da, da, da. and then after a while I'm like why is that thing happening what why did the black guys da, da, da. why <laughs> like I'm like why I'm just very like I'll ask questions I'll be like oh why did this happen why did you say this why is there a noose one time I got booked at like this like big museum they had a noose in the room what and then I, I told them I was like I think they're like oh no no darling how could I ever put you in something like and then my friend was like nah it's a noose so and it was like but they're like no it was just the the wires of the so I think a lot of time like a lot of this world is very is like based on like people just being quiet and just being like no I gotta I gotta pattern it to get it's like, I'm like at what cost like I'm actually fine because I think I then realized that like doing something with my friend and Mike and like all like we like I did like audio for his like um, new film that's coming out next week and I was like wow I feel safe like being around like my other friends I feel safe yeah. being around like doing things for like project spaces that are like maybe may not have the da 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 but to me, it's the da 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 da. So I think as, as well as like we also have to like kind of uh, remove the kind of pedestal that we put a lot of these spaces. Do you know what I mean? I feel like you know what I mean. Like doing something like clubs. I like clubs. The clubs are nice to me. I like them. Those places, they're like institutions to me. Do you know what I mean? And they're like the da 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 da. And I do feel like I don't um, like nah like. I really just be going to stuff for free food. Like, <laughs> basically. Wow, that's, that's do you guys that's feel like fair. you've been in like situations like that where you could have kind of gone a certain route with certain things and you've been like, ah, nah. I don't okay. think I've gotten to that point like yet, but I'm like just interested to see if it, if it happens. I don't think I would do it though either. I don't, I'm not that pressed, to be honest. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it, it'll... uh like pay off understand myself. i feel like I, yeah i think that's the thing it's, it's so funny when people talk about the sell your soul thing because it's very it's so subtle in a way that you w- wouldn't even notice yeah because even for me like i realized that like selling your soul could even be like not st- not standing up for like black people right. and like and like by standing up for a black person when you're doing a gallery thing that could literally immediately black boy and I'm like, that ain't going to black on me because no one is God. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's one of those things where it's like, I think it's really important for people to not be scared and you know, to speak up, not to be scared to be like, actually, this person is very problematic. I am not going to work with them and I will be fine regardless. And I think that's one thing I realized with like, whether it's my friends or even myself, I'm like, I'll be fine regardless. Yeah. I could just go and get a job in a library, you know, <laughs> just chill. Right. And it's cool, like, you are talking about working with Mike and, like, there are people and spaces now that you don't even need, necessarily need to, like, get, you know, the big institutional, like, support to do shows or, like, put stuff together. Like, you can, y'all can really do it yourselves. Because you have your own I'm... label, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I have, um, I made one label called IGN Inc., um that was like the response to like every label in london being like uh not today not today but i was like no but i i was supposed to put it out in september so then i had to like rush and like make a label that was just like ign means in jesus name 
And then I then kind of, it was kind of in response of just wanting to release my own stuff. You have to make a label name. So I then made um, a name called Parkwood, um, like the Parkwood Entertainment, which I guess um, to some is a play on like Beyonce's and Parkwood um, Entertainment label. So I thought, uh, how cool would it be just to have a label called Parkwood where I release my stuff, but also just like kind of anyone's. Like if someone wanted to put out like a, an audio book, if someone wanted to put out like, um, I remember there was this boy I was talking to who had like made like instrumental guitar Christian music. I was like, I was like obsessed and like just anything and like being able to just like have that in the ether. And I think that was why I, I guess, created that like I feel like as a label head I really just be like uh upload on YouTube <laughs> like YouTube but I think even with that label I just kind of rely on I think with Parkwood my approach is just like real strong word of mouth you know like without press like people can get shows without PR you can get shows you can kind of spread the word do you know what I mean and get stuff to people without any of these like kind of monetarial resources and that's what I've just kind of been doing mainly with with the label. Is that your hesitation to join like social media as well? Like for you as like an artist, to, like promote your stuff, is that why it's like sort of more important for you to have like word of mouth than like to be on social media? You know what's so funny? I actually had Instagram, you know? Mm. Yeah, I had, I actually had Instagram. And in hindsight, I had like quite, I guess, yeah quite a few like um followers actually which was like looking back it's just like I was just so removed from it like um when did you get rid of I, it okay so yeah give me the lowdown <laughs> the, 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 I think the lowdown is basically like I had Instagram and actually my approach to using Instagram was very much very I felt very free on Instagram. Like I'd really just post about my normal job when I had a normal job anyway at the time. But I was like, it's my normal job, me and my friends, like fights that's happening outside my house. Like I really, and then I'll post about my stuff, but I wouldn't even post about like, my stuff like all the time. But I would just post about like fun things and I would follow randomized friends. Like I wouldn't mm. like, you know, people like follow all that. I'll just follow, follow like, mm, okay, I'm going to follow Lou and maybe not follow Josie because I see Josie all the time and like and I was I think though my how my social media was was pretty fun and I feel like that's why people are like come back but I think the main reason is just because I remember I deleted it and then I came back again and I just didn't like the interface like I and I feel like my friend was like oh I think this is like your autism coming through and I feel like I'm definitely on the spectrum in that sense like I just didn't like the interface, the way it physically looked. And mm-hmm. I just was like, Ugh. I was like, yeah, not for me. Whereas like YouTube, I love YouTube. I think YouTube is so sick. I like the way they've kept it exactly as it is. I just think it's just a great, like if this was a website I made, I'd be gassed. And I think that's why I like physically how that, how it looks. But on Instagram, I, yeah, I think, I think Instagram is cool, but I just, yeah, I just don't really like the design of it, really. Right, that's very So it's kind of less about, yeah, me being, but, but yeah, I think now that I'm not on social media, it's more heavily so now it is over the past few years, it's actually 
most things have I guess relied on word of mouth mm-hmm. um, yeah basically what are you listening to right now in terms of like music I know you're a big Brandy fan I saw that I, I read that somewhere that you you know what these journalists they really fan. milked it they really, they really did. They milk that, okay. <laughs> they really milk that shit. I, I said that because I remember one time I was like, I like Brandy, Brandy inspired her. I was like, yeah. Because oh. <laughs> 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 because I oh, but wait, I'm trying to think what I was listening to recently. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they really did milk that because that was like a big part of that. Not a big part, but I mean, they just really said I feel like Brandy inspired artists. I feel like with like white journalists, yeah, like you say one thing and they just run with it. I remember I said, Oh, I grew up listening to like um like gospel about Christian music, which my mom included. My mom felt Coldplay fell into that bracket. The way then then people were like the gospel drone artists, the gospel. I said, Oh shit. I'm not like like that's not just like my life like it's just like it's, it's just me life. mentioning. <laughs> um, so I feel like they like to, I feel like it's really funny they like to like kind of take something and then like kind of pull which I I see I can see why they do that. Um, but no, I do. You know what? Why am I capping? I do love Brandy though. <laughs> 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 I do love Brandy because she's just like the queen of stacking. I, she's the queen of stacking, and I think growing up. Um, listening to brandy and i was like oh so you this is how you can layer this is how you can layer um vocals and i think i got that became even more fun for me to then like use my voice as an instrument to then like okay be like okay maybe my vocals will be like the fourth layer and like almost like mix it as if it was an additional piano i mean it doesn't need to be like um it doesn't need to be um kind of so high in the mix as mm-hmm. well um, you know what i'm trying to look for i've tried to look for what i've been listening to recently it's really mm-hmm. funny so actually what i was listening to recently which is so funny because i'm actually i'm actually doing a video for him recently so it, it feels like a plug um listen to rome streets um, oh, <laughs> um yeah joe badass i'm shooting a video for him next week that's and oh, that's I think it's gonna be really fun. It's really, it's really weird because I, I go through phases where, and I think this is maybe because like I've just been playing loads of shows and I've just been like in kind of rehearsal mode where I just don't listen to music and I'll just watch shows that have music in it. Mm-hmm. So I was watching like Love and Hip Hop Miami, mm-hmm. and then it then got me in this like weird trickle effect, like loophole into like Trick Daddy. And I was like, I was like, Trick Daddy, and I was like, damn, he can rap. Like this is like this is a, he needs to make a comeback. And I was just like, wow, like this is really sick. Um, I was listening back to like old Trina. Uh, listen to Tommy Wright third. I always go through phases where like I listen to him obsessively, like from morning to night. And I'll just watch a TV show in between. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think pretty much a lot of it has just been kind of like Southern, Southern based, Miami based like artists, more, but more like the legacy acts as well. Cause I feel like love and hip hop, just like, they always just remind me of like, of artists that I've kind of forgotten about. Yeah, OGs. 
yeah the ogs literally Samsung. yeah what was that oh wait i was you know what this is what i asked you i was listening to as well what's this song called what's his name um yeah <laughs> you know troy Ave. yeah <laughs> i'm sorry dear hater i won it's my favorite i love it so much i do like that song as well the video is one of the best videos I've ever seen. This video is an art piece. If you watch it, you guys will be shook. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, wow, this guy I is seen this video. What's it called? Dear, Dear Hater, Dear I won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the video is so good. I was like, literally, I watched it and I was like this. Because I was like, wow. How do I get on the editing team with Troy Ave? So Oh yeah! Whenever he has beef with someone, I can just like help him just put uh, it together. Yeah, he was beefing attack stone and shit. So this is the kind of stuff yeah, that I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the kind of shit that I really want to do. It's just like I just need to be on his team. Oh, it's like court documents are like the first thing. <laughs> that no, no, it's perfect. I think it's perfect. Also, like, I'm screaming because this is literally the reference of what I really want to do for um, Thingy's video. Um, um, Rome. I want to get, like, some archive. <laughs> you told. It's really good. And that's why I think about music is so funny because people can, like, kind of, like, take an essence or like a cadence or like a bravado or like someone could just have a great flow and everyone's just gassed but then it's like wait a minute what have you actually said anything that is giving me an inkling of what you're actually about and who you actually and I think that's something which is really funny because I just sent you guys this link about this girl called T Sandals oh Mm -hmm. I saw her play and personally for me I think she's perfect uh, uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite rappers, and it's so funny because her recent song is kind of like um, I wouldn't, it's like kind of like a EDM-y like pop song, mm-hmm. but like this link I sent you. So she just says talks about her life, and it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like, and almost throughout the years, you can even see it change. Like, so even like her most recent song is just like a pop song about her having a good day, because literally she doesn't always have the best days and i feel like seeing and hearing her music feels so truthful that mm-hmm. i don't know that's tough but they, she just works with her and her friend i song they just be doing their thing and and she literally just I song? Is, is that the one who made that one r&b uh yeah. drill song a while ago that was super hard Yeah, no, it's hard. But I saw her play at this party that was literally like some e-kid, drain gang ass party where it was just noise, <laughs> noise and ambient, and then she headlined. And I was like, ah! Yeah, that's yeah, like, the only reason I like London for like little things like that, because it really be like, you can go to a show where you'd see her and then you'd see like, just like noise artists as well. Also, I like the the Klein um the Klein um pref on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, I was gonna actually tat 
my next question is going to talk about your new music video or newest one the for dj drop um and yeah we're a lot of the visuals on this are shot in new york right oh yeah all of it is all in it's in wall street and the bronx facts and the it was drone footage right yeah, 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 yeah. Do you you get to fly the drone at all? Um, I did at points, but um, mainly who actually shot this was Massimo, who is just a G. But he, fun fact of the day, he did the Ice Spice. I remember that was like the winning. I mean, because I remember my friend said it. She's like, he did the Ice Spice Deli video. I was like, amazing. Oh. I'm sold. And um, <laughs> it was really fun for like Massimo just to do something that was a bit more like it was a bit more structural kind of like these parts as well so yeah we shot this in the city did you come in with a direction at all or were you able to like hand this over uh like i had like some ideas that were like floating by and i remember at that period it was very funny because i just felt like i feel like feeling like trapped and like being like alone and i remember like the only way i could like the only way I could like um, express that was literally through the paper bag, <laughs> like the plastic bag. I was like, oh, and then I then started to think about that kind of the city hustle of like New York capitalism and like the sterile the sterileness of that of me even existing in that um, at that point. And then I wanted to then flip it between kind of like also being i think it was a, it was a, it was a mixture of like me thinking a lot of like kind of like urban mapping stuff where it was just like literally like how things are built and designed and so i think i kind of wanted to flip between kind of the city and then flip between kind of the bronx as well and then flip between me in the city again kind of existed in my kind of vim head to toe vim still kind of in the city but constantly like being surveilled as well mm -hmm. Because I think surveillance is, I guess, like something that I often like I think about, and I try and hide away from it as well. But it's also something that I like. That's, I guess, like a constant theme within my work is just like this idea of being surveilled, as well. So, um, yeah. But yeah, pretty much we wanted to make the plastic bag almost like a character in, in itself, kind of like. And I feel like kind of anyone that's like kind of even like growing up in America, I'm sure, but I think being like black, <laughs> navigating, yeah. I feel like everyone kind of felt like that plastic bag. And I remember thinking of like the Katy Perry reference, do you ever feel like a plastic bag? And that kind of stuck with me as well. Um, that plastic bag line by her. And I kind of wanted to hold it um, for at least half of the video. Before I kind of come in as well. Yeah, that that's sick. It's cool getting like that background on it. I mean, I feel like your music videos are are something that's really like like stand that stand out or like specific to you. Like I haven't really seen any videos like this before. Before I came across yours, um, they're kind of scary too. I just wanted to play like um. This is the music video I saw, the first music video, and I was just proclaim it. like, what a, proclaim it, yeah, what a, what, what programs are you using to like, 
to make these like these facial a lot of this is a lot of this is just like adobe premiere um it's uh, it's really funny with um it's funny that it's an interesting the scary element because i feel like i come in waves like more time i don't if i, I don't be looking <laughs> like i do it's interesting the things i find scary like so it's really funny so like a party part i found my me being in that video scary i was like Ugh. because i was like because it just felt like i felt so like i think how happy i was feeling in the video was almost disorientating to me. Oh, I had this idea for Claimant, and I remember it's so funny. I really like this. I really liked um, this video by Kendrick Lamar called Element. And I remember just, I just, I was like, who shot it? And then it was this guy called Nicholas. And I just sent him an email. I was like, oh, you're sick. We should work together. And I think I wanted him to direct it for me uh, or whatever. And then he just happened to live in Berlin and he saw me play and he was like, why don't we just do it together? And I was like, what? And then we ended up doing this video. And I remember it was some, it was like, it stemmed from, I guess maybe, a, uh, not a Vine, a TikTok or something of some kids being like, oh, this is how, how we feel when we listen to your music. And I was like, oh, well, this is how I feel when people center things around me. And um, then the claimant video then kind of had this thing of this, like, obviously it's shot through my eyes. I kind of like, so it's kind of weird. It's like kind of, this is, there's a lot of things in this video that is like, um, I guess staged, but there's also a lot of things in the video that just weren't, that just happened. So that's the producer of the video, Jess, who's in the pink. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, but there's like actual like things that are like, I think that's where I feel like a lot of my videos, I think that I guess is what could make it scary. Because I think the line that blurs between like what is real and what's like staged True. becomes very, very becomes very very strong. To the point that I, like even care, care is like over there. That's like um yeah. my which I'll send I'll send you guys the link. But that was like my first feature film, and that was the trailer for it. So oh, it doesn't uh, yeah 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 yeah. And, uh, yeah. But this was like, I guess, like a part autobiography, musical, animation. But the thing about that, this is more scary to me because this was literally like, 70% of it is literally a documentary of like my life. Right. And the rest, the rest is like guided through animation and whatever. And I feel like because the line blurs a lot with a lot of my stuff, I, I guess that's why it could be, um, I feel like that's why it could be scary. Because even for myself, it's like, it's not even about like it being scary. It's like, actually, it, it's about it just kind of being like, <laughs> it's like address talking about things that I wouldn't necessarily talk about. Like even with claiming, like, it's just like, that's just my friends. Like the boys in the video, it's just my friends. Like um, Josie dancing, it's just like, you know, people getting drunk and things happening. And it's like, this is just kind of like my real life. So I think I'm always like, um, I feel like whenever people have, like they see it and they have their um, opinions, whether it's like scared or fear or, or happy or joy or whatever, I can see why just because it's like, I feel like with a lot of my stuff, because I pull back from some far back memory that I don't go back into. 
Mm-hmm. I just upload it and I just keep it moving. I can see why it's like, because uh, even claim it to me, it's like, I can see, like, I can see, but I think it's even more scary for the people that were in the video, kind of seeing what happened that night and seeing how it panned out as well. Um, so that's very um, interesting. Whereas when we were doing the Apari Park video, the only reason why like I, that video is more scary, the Apari Park video is more ooh, to me. Not anymore. I like, like I like it now. Like obviously, yeah, of course, yeah. I love the videos. But I think I don't like necessarily being in videos. That's like fair. um, I don't I don't think it's central to kind of um, I don't think it's central to a story need the artist having to be in the video that's why one of my favorite um moments when jay-z when he did the full full album and he had like himself he was like mickey mouse i think it was yeah. like in the i was like oh i was like oh my god iconic amazing because i was like <laughs> period like you you've already been in videos we like that we don't need that but whereas weirdly enough in Harry park why it's for me it feels scary because it feels like me like even the outfit i'm wearing in the beginning that's why i woke up in the morning is in the airbnb that we're staying in that's literally what i was wearing in the morning that was our um that was our our bathroom that i wanted to shoot mike in like um there and like i think like even us at the beach like i remember like i really wanted like a a friend's moment like i wanted like (laughs) like a black friend's moment like like almost like it feeling like a trailer for a new TV show. So I think even when like, <laughs> that's why I was laughing at like the name. I made this name called Danny Gubba for this alias, the alias that I directed, um, co-directed Mike's video for. And I just wanted to kind of have the video almost feel like, even though Cynthia wanted it to like play around with like R&B tropes, but I also wanted it to also at points feel like it could be like a, a trailer for like, um, a new black TV show. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why in the second half, when the like the friends are introduced, I was like, okay. That's <laughs> I like I had this idea of like, okay, this could be like a great like um proof of concept of like a new TV show where it's just like uni students. <laughs> As a... Um and I and I think it's really funny because even with this, the reason why this is really eerie, this video for me, is because the shot of Mike on the bed, for me, I really wanted to get that because, and even the shot of me in the bed, because that's very true to my life at the time. I literally was, my bed was on the floor. And like, it's like, yeah, we're experiencing all these amazing moments and these like dreamlike moments. But the reality is, is like, we're still happy, but we're still on the floor. And I mean, and I think that like kind of like flipping between that was very important for me. So I think even with this video, it was like, like, it was like I, I don't know. I think there's something, I find it some, something interesting and weird about like, like total happiness. Like total happiness is what like eeries me out. And that's why the, this video freaks me out. <laughs> Cause I'm like watching, I'm like, shit girl, why are you, why are you smiling like this? But I was like, but I know why I was laughing because when I'm going like this, I think Neonte was like this in the corner, like this. <laughs> and they're like, him and Tim were like doing something funny. I know they were doing something funny, and that's why I was chuckling. And I think that in itself is like, that's very like eerie 
I don't know I think that for me is like very 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 eerie whereas weirdly enough like my own stuff I really just be like okay I've made it I'm on, on to the next because I've kind of like let it out Do you know what I mean I think it's like mm-hmm. like I think yeah I've kind of let out um internally how I feel and um and it's, I guess it's an element of just kind of showing people your diary the good parts I think that's why like my YouTube channel was like honestly it's the most fun thing for myself to like I haven't updated stuff uploaded it more things on it yet but that's why I really love like making like just like just tiny videos like short films about and just kind of using it as an excuse just to kind of flip between yeah you have this video um listen and see is one of my favorites just because it's literally just me and my friend talking and we're just all in the car and my friend's talking about they're just talking about Massolini they're just talking about like all sorts and but this is actually real this is not like um like yeah it's not like uh staged or scripted and like and like I think my own Maury's is like me is literally just a showreel my own Maury's is just a showreel for me to show that I could do a a southern accent <laughs> I remember it was like a show rule for because I remember I made my stories and I like sent adults from a message yeah and they were like we're focusing on animation at the moment so not interested I was like okay cool so. <laughs> damn so funny. well I feel like British people can imitate Americans so easily just uh well not even a hot take I feel like that's pretty common would you want to get in more into like directing music videos that aren't your own and like other people's because it seems like you're kind of doing that um already i think that's my that's honestly generally like my favorite thing like it's it's i love when it's to do with anything but me because like me that's like that's his own thing and that's quite isolated like even doing dj job and working with other people was a lot for me just because I was like, oh god working with other people and that some people I know some I didn't know that was quite a lot but I love doing stuff with other people because I'm able to just kind of is that thing of like you're able to just propagate ideas you have about things into like because even with the Rome Streets video oh no I'm even doing research into like Windrush era doing like I'm treating that shit as like a documentary yeah it's like and like you kind of doing that through him through his words it's way more ooh, than just it just existing on just me. So I think that's one of the most, I have way more fun when I'm doing stuff for other people, basically. I think one thing I find super interesting, just from like talking to you, is just, do you, I would characterize, I mean, I think your music is also like super cinematic, not just in your videos, but like in your music itself with like how layered it is. I think with different sounds and just learn how in general, I think to me, I would, I think of it as sort of experimental, but do you think of yourself as you, the music that you make as experimental or do you see yourself drawing inspiration from other artists who similarly would be seen in the same light as you? I don't know. Like, I think the term experimental has been used so much at this point that I'm like, I don't know what that word means. Because my yeah. thing is, I <laughs> yeah. think 
remember people called me experimental because I just didn't use a preset. Mm-hmm. And I'll just, and I think I remember I didn't know how to play drums. So for me, naturally, it was just like, oh, I'm gonna just record um, sounds in the house. And like, you know, and I would then turn that into a drum or manipulate it so it sounds like a drum. And like, I guess yeah. that was the term experimental came because I guess that it's just like kind of using all these resource, resources and kind of, I guess, experimenting with it. So yeah. I guess that. That's the element, I guess, that makes experimental. But I don't think, like, like, I don't think it's that. Ex- I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I, I don't really. I think that it's always been a term that I just don't uh, understand. Like, I would say, I think soldier boy is experimental. If we're gonna even put that term, because mm. I just feel like something you know, like experimental is like I guess in my head is like someone that goes. I think I don't like. <laughs> I think I think for myself, I'm definitely like. I feel like at points, I'm definitely like at points. All the time, I'm like, oh wow, my younger self would be happy that mm-hmm. I, my younger self would be shocked. I'm like, whoa. But I do feel like in terms of like, I definitely pulled a lot of stuff growing up from Soldier Boy, just because like, I think I fe- I feel like I followed like, the steps of like whenever he made songs or beats that were just like whoa it's like I was generally like what the hell is this this is amazing he do and then he'd make these crazy beats and he would just do like the weirdest flow on it and then oh he would make something weird a beat and he would just give it to Nikki or give it to whoever and I was like this is weird and mm. I guess that influenced me not feeling shocked like I'd make something I can make something and it'd be like and it'll have like a, a piano chord a da, 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 and a thing droned out but I'm like yeah because Soldier Boy would have done the same <laughs> he would have just added a hi-hat over it do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and so I feel like I feel like kind of I guess like a lot of the stuff that played a big part of that was I guess hip-hop mm-hmm. um played a big part of that I always you know yeah hip-hop I would say I say soldier boy just because I say Nikki just because like she had like the weirdest songs so I think when I started making songs that were like I guess to other people they deemed experimental it didn't feel even though I wasn't listening to experimental music or like ambient and all these things it didn't feel weird or like that crazy to me because a lot of it's basically like I feel like with some of my stuff I make is that all you gotta do is just put a little hi hat, get McMill. I honestly like I've sold some or even on the album that like I can hear McMill on this, I can hear McMill with this. You, you can sample a little chunk from this, and I feel like um, but a lot of it is mainly come from hip hop, is mainly come from like TV shows, mm-hmm. uh. Um, interludes in tv shows interludes in moesha and all these things that i was like mm. or even love and hip-hop love and hip-hop i'll be watching love and hip-hop growing up and the music that they would use for the scenes yeah like the in like the transition scenes and shit yeah it was perfect so obviously if I'm making my own, exactly so if i'm making my own my brain is like my the way my brain is like oh i think mona scott would use this she would use this mm. so then it's mm. fine 
tracks and it didn't feel that like crazy because it was all these sounds I need whether I've heard it in Love and Hip Hop or whether I'd heard it in Nollywood films because also I'm Nigerian as well so growing up hearing like it wasn't like I'm like yo Nigerian artists are crazy and like especially a lot of like uh like um Fuji artists a lot of like um the like kind of more Islamic musicians like Wasu and Sophia, they to me, their music is like, I'll show you Sophia. Her name is Sophia, write it down. And oh, Sophia. But like, these were people that like I just grew up listening to. So mm-hmm. I think I, I guess those were the influences. And I guess those are the people that kind of made me feel like what. I'm doing wasn't that weird. Yeah. As well. What's um I had two questions. What is like your favorite city that they do love and hip hop in? And the other one is what's your favorite Soldier Boy era? Okay. My favorite city where they do love. Okay. So initially there's a wrong answer to this too. (laughs) You know what? There isn't even okay. I'm torn. So when I was younger, I used to like my introduction was Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Obviously, makes sense. Uh, but then the older I got, I was like, Ugh. it kind of gave me the ick because it was just like mm-hmm. it just wasn't. It just wasn't. It wasn't giving what it was supposed to give because the whole point of the show was supposed to be, you know, Mona Scott. She literally was like, she managed like Missy, Fifty Cent. So for me, I was like, oh, amazing, like. She's gonna do like a show that's just like actually like it's like the last remaining archive hip hop show, and it kind of took a different turn. So yeah, I've been rewatching the Love and Hip Hop New York one. True, insane, yeah. incredible, insane. That was insane. Yeah, that's with incredible. Joe Budden, right? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. And Peter Gunn as well, the one yeah, where like Peter like all the kids. kids and shit. Yeah, and they'll be talking about like stuff I don't, I don't actually stuff I don't know about. They're like, oh, publishing and distribution and like stuff, stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't even know about that. So I feel like I really just be learning stuff. Instead of, instead of calling a lawyer, I'll be watching Love and Hip Hop. Um, my favorite Love and Hip Hop one currently now is Miami. I am sorry, Miami is the best because I love actually- the Trick and Trina beef. That one is like super fun. To me. <laughs> <laughs> the last season was so good I genuinely was like because like, it's generally it's it does what it was supposed to give like yeah. it has it actually talks about music it actually mm. shows like trick daddy working on a song it had even a bit with like um um this other girl called Zoe who's like, this new artist how like the process of her writing the song and put and then the reality because she's actually living in her studio and I was like wow and it was just, like introducing me to like just like new artists as well so I think I feel like Love and Hip Hop Miami and it's a bit funny it's a bit fun and it's just really just centered still just centered around the studio and I think I like that like I think they're trying to bring it back more to like the music making whether the music comes out or not, I think, but I think it's really important for people to know, see the music making of what it takes to make a song or what it takes to release a song or those other elements. And then I guess my favorite Soldier Boy era, I'm not gonna lie, was when he was beefing with everyone. When mm. he was like, Migos, um, Lil Yai. Gucci bandana era. Yeah. That, 
era finished me because you know he was just making videos manically like and, he, and I was like oh the videos literally look like videos that I wish I worked on with him like I wish I wish he just called me to just help him edit like that's all I want this is okay this is my dream life is just to be on him Troy Ave me help him edit his videos make Instagram reels for Megan the Stallion and then just you know do a little TikTok with sexy red and I will be happy I'll be happy. It's just an easy life. Because when he made that Soldier Boy and the beef song and the video, I literally lost my mind. I was like, this is one of the best artists I've ever come across. And I always thought about that with Soldier Boy because I always felt like with Soldier Boy, if you even took away, if people didn't know it was Soldier Boy and they even just had put all his instrumentals in a folder and they released it on a, a Warp Records or <laughs> da 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 da. People will be like, oh my God, oh my God, this is the most experimental. People will be like, meet the new da 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 da, meet the new <laughs> experimental producer mm-hmm. changing the game. But because it's Soldier Boy, there's this, still this thing of people like, because he's like a troll. But I'm like, yeah, he's a, tr- he's a troll and it's all of this. But like, let's not get twisted. This is, this is the most experimental producer. Facts. People forget Soldier Boy like makes all of his beats for the most part. Especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, it's know. also like the internet. Like, who was else using like, like an internet like that before Soldier Boy? It's the original. Exactly. Like the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like Soldier Boy. Just because he would really be like, I think there's a lot of the. I remember even that, that beef era that you had with everyone. That was when he made the most manic beats. And I just rem- remember just thinking, oh my God. If those beats, like it's the context of how people see people is so interesting because I was like, if those beats were isolated and it was just released through one of these experimental labels or do you know what I mean? People would be like, oh my God, this is the new Apex. This is the new da da da. But yeah. because people know it's like this boy, especially this black boy that, that is that they say, oh, it's just soldier boy. It's just soldier boy. It's like actually no, like I think we should also put his instrumentals up there when we're also discussing like kind of like experimental kind of like composers. He should also be up there as well. Facts. I agree. Um, no, that's that's so true. So uh Touched by an Angel is the new project you got coming out. When did you start like working on it? Uh, I feel like I started like last year. And then it was, I was overthinking it and I had to just stop. And then I did a few live shows and then a lot of music from those live shows. I just recorded it and I just put it on the record as well. So I feel like there's like three or four songs that came straight from is literally straightly been improved live. Facts. As, as well. So I think it's been like a year. A year. But then it came together um maybe like this year. And the, there was a space of two months where it was just like, I was like, okay. Oh look, this is it. And especially I remember when there's one song uh called 200 bill with um my um bandmate kush and matana roberts mm-hmm. um who's one of my favorite um 
jazz musicians. And once they came on that, I was like, yep, yep, we're good. I was like, we're good. And it just, it, I think it was just like, it just felt, I think it felt right. And I think it was a, little, a, a situation of just like resequencing things. I think the minute I resequenced things and then DJ dropped and got made, and then that was like moved here and this was, and I was like, okay, like the the record the record is done now. For two hundred bill, like how how many instruments are on there? Because it sounds like there are just so many like instruments being played at throughout the whole the whole track. I'm just curious, like how many? It's really involved. it's technically like four four five. So there's like sax trumpet from their end i'm doing a little bit of sax just small beat beat bop um playing piano but that's also then being reprocessed mm-hmm. and like chopped up into like little and i've got flute no is it not flute is it flute uh no recorder um and that's really it like a lot of the other sounds is just like sounds from like a tunnel or like outside of my house and just kind of just like um dragged into the um dragged into the mix a lot of time i just more time i just really be using like a voice and i just be reprocessing it in different ways as well got you so you get a lot of like your samples just off your phone like walking around and you hear some Mm, when i was i think when i first started yeah I think in the past year, no, I think most of it, it would be things within, in my peripheral, like it's not, um, yeah, I I haven't gone on my phone in a while actually to like record stuff, but mainly just from like things right in front of me. So if it's like, if I'm trying to do a certain sound I can't do, I'll just use a voice to just kind of map it out Um. and I'll use that instrument to kind of almost trick people into thinking like I remember I had like a a harmonica and I just slowed it down and then added some bass to it and it kind of sounded like a tuba so so I spend a lot of time is that kind of brainstorming ideas of how to kind of flip an instrument into this or someone's voice into a sax or um, a flute or or even like a tap, but most of the time it's just really just things in like within my peripheral. And that was usually just like things within my room. Facts. So where so where did you record like most of the project? It sounds like it was kind of all around, like from different live shows and then like were you in your room? And it was yeah, it was a mixture of my room is solitude. And then the live shows, which was like actually like um definitely surprising to me because I think a lot of the ones that were from I'm trying to remember what songs were a lot of the songs from the live shows, there is no way I could make that. There's no way I could even make that in yeah. I, I could have made that because I would have just overthought. I would have I would just have just been like so like ah like because it's like um even what song was it? Um, no weapon shall form against me. That was made life. That there's just no way I would have, I was able to just yeah. make that. I didn't. I didn't say power. Say black power. I mean it. Just because also like 
a lot of time when I like play live shows and it's improv, that's actually when that's when everything falls into place. Cause I usually with me, that's what happens. Like the minute I just let go, it's then like everything falls into place. Facts. So even with DJ Drop, that was made for that's for live from a live show, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So DJ Drop was literally from a live show. And that's why you can hear like everything slowly building because it literally was like, yeah, I was literally just like improving. <laughs> and that's why, like, that I think I was drunk as well. I was like, stop planning the building. Yeah. Stop planning. And I had my little pedal. And I was just like, be. Whereas, like, I wouldn't do that if I was at home because I was just like, I'm like, if I'm making things when I'm when I'm alone, it could be more um, um, more internal and reflective because I'm just alone. Yeah. Whereas like certain things that took form that were like, I guess my favorite ones were usually the ones that were made for live doing live shows. I guess. Do Do you go to like the studio ever, like to to do any stuff, or are you just in the house? or in your room or you know um, yeah sometimes sometimes not all the time like i'm funny i really would go to record like one little thing and like and like just one tiny thing and like but more times i've i think over the years i've just gotten really um into the the process of actually recording um and i guess that's like i guess like engineering and stuff like that sound yeah. engineering i've really kind of gone into that of being like okay how can i record this that it sounds like it's in a studio and it's just kind of ways you place the microphones way ways how there's ways of techniques and how you can record and how you can kind of achieve that effect without necessarily going to a studio you enjoy that tedious aspect of it like some artists we've talked to have been like it's just the most tedious thing in the world like i think with like an editing background like you were like do you find that bit like to be that's the fun part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's like that's the fun part for me because I'm like, <laughs> I recorded that in my, you know what I mean? I think going to the studio is cool, and like, but it's just like it feels so sterile. Like, if I'm gonna go to the studio, this better be for some like real corporate shit. And it's like, <laughs> and like if you ever hear a studio track by me, just know it's a corp- it's corporate. This is for the bag because like, <laughs> when I'm making stuff for myself, I'm like. I don't need to do that. Like I'm like just make I'm just making something for myself. Like we don't need to go to a sterile environment that is like. And to be fair, I have seen like some studios that like my friend Mika has a studio which is so cutesy and so nice and cozy, and I I have jam there. And you know I'm sure if I found more studios that were like. But I think my process of making music is not like. I'm off today to make music. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm watching TV and I'm just like, oh, cool. Oh, this is a cool idea. Oh, let me record this. And then a few months later, coming back to that, or like maybe even a few weeks later, building on that with a friend. But it's not a thing where I'm like, yeah. Yeah, facts. I mean, I definitely thought it was like recorded and like you know a major studio like a bunch of like synths surrounding you and shit like that so that's lit that you were able to that you're doing this just kind of on you know in your in your crib or you know it's getting like live recordings and stuff like that that's that's honestly impressive and shows that you're still at mixing stuff 
thank you so much i think also i just really like like um it's so funny jason um because he did he mastered my last no not last time he mastered hamatan and i love him because he comes from an analog background i'm really trying to be like him i like i just love like kind of like 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 an analog sound like you know when it's just like it's just, i like when things just sound old like like i remember that was like my, like i remember for years i just love if something sounded like it was from the 1950s or like 1940s but it's obviously we're in 2023 and i think <laughs> like kind of playing around with kind of these like old school sound like like techniques is something i found more interesting to play around with especially because i was making a lot of this music on my dell computer like, I just got a MacBook, which, yo, it's a wrap. You gotta hear me make some fucking Metro booming beats. <laughs> but, um, but I think, like, having a doubt, I'm kind of working, like, with this, like, kind of old school. Everything just felt old. Everything I had just felt old. So it meant I had to just kind of be more kind of smart about how I record, when I record. Like, you know, like... Do I do I wait till after seven pm when the market closes closes, or do I do this? You know what I mean. Do, and like, do I? How do I block out sound and soundproof my room? And like, oh, what parts of the house to record in? Do you know what I mean like maybe recording sax in the bathroom and like playing around with these things? And that was that became more fun for me. I think that element of I guess making music and the that. Yeah, that was more fun for me. How'd you come up with the names for all your songs? Like, what's that process look like for you? Yeah, you got some like elite names for songs. Yeah. Ah, uh, thank you. Um, I feel like it's not. I feel like sometimes I'll really be just like quite self explanatory It's quite like um, I remember I was one of the songs like, "Oh, don't flop TV." It's literally because it's like, uh a rap a uk battle rap channel that I had a friend that like was like part like hosted it when i was younger and yeah. i used to go <laughs> and i was like <laughs> it's very and then i was like oh and then that song just kind of reminded me of the essence of what happened with that channel and i think so sometimes i could be like quite um all the time i'm just like quite um it's quite um self-explanatory in the sense of it's quite obvious like dj drop is like cool because i've got a dj drop I, I remember thinking before going into black tims i was like Ugh, i can't just go into black tims it needs a it needs a dj drop before it goes in to the piano track yeah because even for me i just wouldn't want to listen to the piano track just it goes straight into the piano track i want to hear like a dj just because also like growing up like going to like kind of like grime gigs going to like all these like shows when I was younger you got an MC you got a host so even in that sense that was why even when DJ dropped it was like I had like part of my brain was like oh I need to have a South South London shout out because that's what you do when you have a song mm-hmm. or you have a and then um and so I feel like a lot of them quite self-explanatory I guess with Black Famous I just found it the idea funny that like you know certain people just being like you know to me they're the they're famous to me and I guess that's why we call them like that idea, where the, the idea of like black famous. And I remember, I remember when I was writing the song, because it's the only song on the record where I guess I quotation mark like rap, um, and 
even that was just funny because I was like, I went somewhere. Someone was like, you're famous. I said, no, I'm not. Like, I'm from, I'm on the floor. I'm in South. Like, until my life changes, like, I don't know what. But then I was like, oh, shit. Black famous. You know, people go, oh, you're, you're famous on Twitter. People are like, oh, they're Twitter famous. They did it. I was like, eh. And I remember that just like, I think when I then wrote the song, I just remember writing, I was like, um, yeah, the lyrics was like, um, I just look around, what do I see? No, no, because I was like, um, started from the bottom man, still in the bottom man, copper man, only fans, drop a body bag. Sweet girl, big jeans, are called a flea bag. What you mean, cuz? She was 19, face beat, hair bright green, ready for the street. She ain't ready for the dream. And I remember just like, I was just literally, cause I remember when I wrote the start from the bottom line, I was laughing because I was like, ah, oh, she started from the bottom. But then I was like, oh wait, my bed is on the floor. I was like, ah, I was still on the bottom. And then I remember just like writing this, like this thing. And I was like, oh, I guess this is what it is. This is black famous. This is, and I just like started, it made me just start to think about kind of like, people that for me they they're they're famous but well they're not like do you know what I mean they're not on BBC news they're not on like they're not even written written about but it's like that kind of like you know them from the street you know them from like your neighborhood or like or even people like you know how like people talk about Kiki Palmer like to black people Kiki Palmer is she is like Da, 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 da. and she, she, I remember one time she was like well not really like I still have to audition I still have to do these things I'm not actually mm. that big and I remember being like what you're famous <laughs> to me you are and I think yeah. I remember that song was like I guess the most like intentional kind of titling and that was mainly guided through like what I wrote for Black Famous basically. You plan on dropping any visuals for this project? Mm-hmm I've got a video coming out for Black Tims in like three days, five, four days. Oh, three days. Oh my God, you see, I keep forgetting. But that's like really cute. It's like an animation. I made like an animation. And then it like, it cuts into like a footage of me at like my own live show. But the the footage of it just looks so booky. It just looks so like, it looks like, a, it reminds me of something of, um, What's that Harry Potter? Harry Potter Deadly ha- Hallows. It looks like it looks like the cover art of it. Yeah, it, it, yeah. So I was like, ooh, eerie. But um, yeah, I, yeah. So that comes out soon. I think I want to make some more videos. I think I like I like making videos. I think that that's an element in like my life that I actually have. I feel like I have <laughs> like I feel like I enjoy it the most. I feel like sometimes I'd just be making making things so I could just make a video or like make a documentary or make whatever. It's not necessarily about kind of making the music video, but it's just more about like just making something that could I can use as an excuse to talk about something. What a DAW do you use? Are you on Ableton? Is that what you used to make? That makes sense. I used um, Ableton. I mainly use it just to arrange things and then maybe midway into my process, then I, then fuck, then I kind of mess with it. But I always like to see what, how much I can do without um, actually doing anything. Yeah. Mm. And so I think that's why like for years I was just using Audacity. 
I just I just use a I use audacity and make stuff like playing a video game. I'll just play games and just like record myself and just like chop it and like kind of that. Whereas like now I think I've found like a kind of nice routine with Ableton. But even then it's like my main thing is just like that I enjoy to make stuff is just to just improv. So a lot of it's just improv and then just recording it as well. I'm recording the improv and then just uploading that, having that as the track as well. You like make websites? Because I yeah. across like a couple websites, one for care. Um, mm-hmm. And it's for the movie slash um, play. And it's just yeah, really... It's for the movie. It's for the movie. So, so for people that haven't got to see it, it's a kind of a website um, that um, kind of gives Easter eggs about what the story is about. Um, and I kind of the more you click into the into the pictures, the the more things like pieces together, even the writing with the mission statement, or even if you refresh the page, there's like, yeah. And it's just basically, it's all like little Easter eggs as well. Because I kind of realized there was like a lot of people that wouldn't be able to see the film yet. So I kind of wanted to kind of make something that kind of gives things away without kind of, if you even if you haven't seen the film. Yeah, and like, if, I definitely tell, you should definitely, if you're watching this, go on this website and just click around. Because there's a bunch of just like, cool shit that clicking around will take you to um, um i know there's like a seal track somewhere there's a what there's like a seal track like so there's like oh yeah i feel like it's somewhere i feel like it's near the bottom <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's me and that's my that's my friend jc yeah some of these links are bookie i can't remember them anymore Therapy. i feel like t- I feel like I feel like therapy is something wild. <laughs> hey, Nella Rose was one of my favorite Super YouTubers. Funny. Gotcha. She makes me laugh so much, I'll be crying. Yeah. Like I'll be crying. <laughs> like one of my favorite videos of hers is like when like she's putting her makeup on and she has like two of her friends, like male friends, just like they're like doing the voiceover over her putting on makeup. And it's so funny. I actually had tears. I had tears. <laughs> I'm sorry. The London girlies just have me finished. <laughs> and then uh, another website, my own Mar- Maurice. What uh, what is what is this one about? So this is an extension of the video on YouTube where I was like doing the Southern accent. Um, mm. This is essentially a film. Um, so this website um, for me counts as like, I guess like my second film that I've made. So it's um, about a town called uh, McMullen. And it's a town in the South that um, existed and just didn't exist anymore. And it had like pretty much 90% black people and then Basically, the more you go on the website, the more you realize kind of what happened um, mm. to the town. 
and it's like kind of like piecing things together so you can kind of get in on the website you get to like the crescendo at any given point and I remember I kind of like Lucy took elements from like this game Sam Barlow who did like Silent Hill he did call them her story where like at any point you've already got into the you've got into the cliffhanger at but, but it's like but this was like kind of through a website Mm-hmm. and I made a video channel version of it on my YouTube channel so you can if you don't want to play the, the, the go on the website you could also just watch on my YouTube channel where it serves as the only documentary of, that I know of of this town and this is Madden and yeah I can't really say too much but you guys have yeah. to um, you have to yeah go through and then you kind okay. of see why and how he connects to this town <clears throat> basically so I think, yeah, growing up, I just, I just always made, I'll send you some more that I made actually, but growing up, I just always like would make websites. I remember I made one website um, called okayimlistening.tumblr.co, but I remember it's it's still there actually, but I just made it as like a holding, like a holding page for like a maths website. And I feel like I made this up, honestly, like nine years ago. And it was supposed to be a maths website. Cause I was like, oh, I'm gonna make maths cool, and like symmetry and like <laughs> like algebra. Um, remember this is even funny because I like, I remember even being young, but like, oh, I need like someone to add music, like a music <clears throat> would be amazing. But um, yeah, so I made that. But I used to just make so many websites up, like um games, just because I remember I had like um ex from when I was super young and his oh. whole thing was like if you like something make it if you want to da, 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 download it if you see something like download it da, 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 make. and I was like wait I can make a million websites I remember when we were so young he was like make a million websites so I feel like just like the minute I knew how to buy domain names it was just a wrap because <laughs> I was just like make a website or something buy a domain name that costs like 0.1p and then I think I just kind of like that idea of just kind of like having these things in the digital sphere. Yeah. How many websites do you think you made? I don't know. I feel like a lot. Yeah. Just a lot. <laughs> is, that, is that JC? Oh, no, it's not JC. There's someone, someone's coming into my room. I'm being hushed out because of um, the, the opening I'm going to. Yeah, facts. I think that was probably the last. Oh yeah, I want to just. You have the chat tango, where if people. Oh, I didn't. I didn't make that. <laughs> but um, oh, it's just. It. A, no, no, it's just a, a chatango. Uh, yeah. Um, it's just like kind of this like weird kind of. I remember NTS had one, and I was like, oh, it'd be nice to have one. And I remember like just getting it. And it's actually really sweet because it's just like a nice place to like post about stuff. Yeah. I feel like when I first started it, people used to really go crazy. They used to post about like games to play and like TV shows to watch. So I definitely want to like, I kind of like that more people are like posting like other things. Because I remember before people were like, I love you. I'm like, stop. Like, can we like make it? Like, I don't like, you know when it's like, I don't like that it's focused on me. Like, I really like when people, like, post about, like, their own music or, like, yeah, other yeah. things or, like, 
TV shows yeah. to check out. And like more time, this site is cra- crazy because even this person, um, rational something, their music was amazing. I was like, whoa. I don't know if this is a real person or whatever, but I was like, this is beautiful. So a lot of people in the chats have a, they really be crazy. Like mm-hmm. their, their own artwork and stuff is actually so fire. And yeah. they always send me like really cool things to check out. So yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice place sometimes. um well yeah lee man you got any more any more questions yeah i think we just i don't know if we went over this but were you always going by klein i don't think we ever asked that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah really yeah did you ever have any like did you ever have any other aliases you used at all or was it just like always like i had you stuck strong with I did, but I don't claim them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, yeah? When everyone asks about the other aliases, I'm, I'm like, okay, so wow, everyone is a fed. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is a big fed question. And I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to lean into it, I don't care. No, I, 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 I do. Because I, I think even just growing up, even like I remember when I was young and I had Twitter, I'd always just make like different names and then people would mm. call me the name from the Twitter account. And I was like, wait, I guess that's the name. And then I'd release up on that name. But I was like, Ugh. and then if someone like came across it, I'd be like, okay, no, this name has to go because it's not a thing. So I feel like I've definitely, I feel like growing up, everyone just used to have tags. So I guess I always see, I see Clyde as like the longest tag I've had to the point that friends are called friends. Just, I just identify as like Clyde now. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, respect, respect. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah. When are you guys gonna come to London? Uh shit, man. That's a dream. Hopefully soon. One day. Hopefully soon, yeah. <laughs> I'll run it up. Yeah, no, we'll definitely I'll I'll pull up on you if I'm ever out in the area for sure. Period. And also if I ever come to um it's funny, I went to Portland once. Um Oh you did? Yeah, I played um, at some place in Portland. Do you remember what it was called? Yes, Portland. Let's see what it's called. Oh my God, I can't find it. Ah, it like was some hip- Yeah. It was cool, but I went to a strip club and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> the most strip clubs time. per capita is in Portland. Yeah, I heard the strip clubs in Portland are crazy. Yeah, the one I went to was so eerie. There were like yeah. all these like like withered white women dancing in slow-mo to like Lauren Hill, ready or not. It was like, yeah, Fuji. <laughs> and I just sat in the corner and I, it was the first time I'd taken like, like I think it was like weed edibles. And I just took too much and I just started crying. I said, like, I don't want to be here. And then they're like, oh, God. They're like, oh God, okay, we'll take you out. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my first time in Oregon, so yeah. So, funny. so yeah, yeah. No, that sounds like a typical sort of like Portland trip club experience. It's like sort of. But I like Portland. I feel like that's where Nike Nike be trying to recruit everyone there. You could just be <laughs> just have a little cup of tea. They're like you're recruited. 
work for yeah, Nike. Yeah, no, they have this employee store too where everything is like 50% off if you go and like know someone who works at Nike. It's like all these like new Nike shoes and stuff that are like like 150, but are just going to be like half of that. Insane. Insane. Insane, I know. Okay, well, yeah, hopefully I'll, you, you catch yeah. me there. Yeah, exactly. If you're there, let me know. I'll take care of you. Oh my god, thank you so much for today. It's like so sweet. Yeah, um, no. yeah. Chatting. Thanks for talking Tristan. to us. No worries. So this we're, we're gonna keep chatting. Imagine like I like I just message you guys like next week. I'm like, okay, so we're gonna talk about EastEnders today. Like, <laughs> allocated, a dedicated, allocated topic, yeah. actually. So yeah. Okay, thank well, you. So uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, you got any shout outs? Shout out to you, all my friends. <laughs> I'm not gonna individualize anyone. All my friends. Who else? Um, who else do I like? Um, shout out to Summer Walker. Shout out to Pamela Z. Uh, who else? Shout out to you guys. Uh, shout out to Soldier Boy McMeal. Um. Yeah, and that's it. And shout out Klein. Yeah, big shout out Klein. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks. All right. Well, I'm gonna rush out. And um, yeah, Klein. Seat Walker. Let's run it up. Peace. Peace. Bye. Peace.